Yeah. All set. There we go. I even did my hair. I know. Did my hair for you? This I is just, like, this I is rare. I wish I would have done my hair. I didn't <laughs> know we were going to be on <laughs> you look, video. No, you look great. You look, but you're like all done up and it's nice because everyone who's been coming in with the exception of a few, like just coming in after their workout, they've been like coming <laughs> in like, like done up and stuff. I'm like, hey, you know, this is a video. And they're like, oh. some people ask to do it again. So I'm like, okay, that's fine. <laughs> all right. All right. Here we go. Hey, welcome back to the Better Fitness Proof Podcast. It's me, Matt April, your host, and I'm joined by one of our amazing OG members, Louise, or as we know as Wheezy or Wheeze. What's up, Wheeze? Not, not much. How are you? Hi, I'm great. Good. Can you introduce yourself to everybody who doesn't know you and tell us a little bit about your sure, story? Sure, sure. I My name is Louise McGinty. Um, for work, I work for a, a local labor union, and I've been here since the beginning of 2018. Um do we just like dive in and tell me like how <laughs> well, I found this so place? Let's talk about let's first of all let's let's capture everybody. So your journey has been it's pretty unique. Like right, we'll, we'll talk about the surgery so, yeah, and yeah. what was it? What was the surgery? Um, I had open heart surgery when I was twelve. I was born with a ventricular septal defect, which is just commonly known as a hole um, that needed to be fixed. Oh my gosh! Uh, and. It got fixed in the middle of puberty. Whoa. <laughs> At 12. We're, I want to hear this. I want to hear this. And, I'm, and I want everyone to know, but I want to tie them in. So we've had that. You've, went, you've overcome that and you're still mm-hmm. going through some struggles. Mm-hmm. But as of now, you have made some amazing progress. Yeah. And yeah. we have the in-body results to mm-hmm. show the body yeah. fat changes and the composition changes you made. We have the side-by-side pictures that you've done. But Louise, your journey is uh, very like... I like eye opening, <laughs> mind blowing, awesome. Thank and you've you. battled with so much. Yeah. So yeah. much. Yeah. It's been an up and down hill battle. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. bring me back. Bring me back okay. to 12. Bring me back to how do you, what, so, so how do you even know that it was a thing? Um, I was born with it and they knew it was a congenital heart defect. Um, oh. They knew before I was born, something was probably wrong, right? And I was like a little blue when I was born. Um, but. My parents, it was the 80s and they were like, it's going to heal on its own. Like, she's going to be all right. Just come to the heart doctor every year. And eventually, like, um, I, you know, God, it actually happened because my cardiologist at Lankanal was retiring and I needed a new one. But I just happened to be going to a neurologist at DuPont because I would get migraines all the time in like fifth and sixth grade. And um, he kind of pulled my mom aside and was like, why has her heart not been fixed? And she's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> And he said, all right, well, I'm going to refer you to a, I needed a new cardiologist. And we found one. And the day I met her, she's like, you're going to meet Dr. Norwood because you're going to have this fixed. So, you know, we scheduled my heart surgery that day. Whoa. So, yeah. So you're 12. I'm 12. You go in for a regular I check? I might have still been 11 at that point. Was it like a regular checkup that you went in it for? It was a regular, you know, every year you go, you have an echo and an EKG done. And they were like, all right, we're going to fix this. How did that? How did that news affect you? What did how, what did you feel? Um, like? I remember sitting in the surgeon's office before we met him, and of course my mom was like trying to keep it together, and she was just like probably pale as could be, and I said, "So open heart surgery means like your heart's open to the air," <laughs> and my mom was like, "Yeah," and I was like, "Oh, that's so gross," <laughs> like I just had no concept of how serious it was until literally I woke up from the surgery and was like, "What?" happened to me oh my gosh which i think they explained it to me i mean but like how would how do you explain that to a 12 year old right so what was life like after the surgery so the life after the surgery um was kind of rough as a teen yeah yeah yeah. i mean i was starting seventh grade and 
I was just constantly in pain. Like I was always hit these like strong chest pain, like stabbing chest pains. And, um, it would like go down my arm and it was just like uncomfortable for, for years. And then eventually, I guess when I was, so I was going to seventh grade when that happened. And then when I was a junior in high school, I just like the pain was just like it was all the time and I had gone to the emergency room a couple of times because it's like oh right left arm pain must be heart it never was my heart is pretty much all fixed I have like a tiny residual hole which is common um and finally my senior year of high school um my pediatrician recommended I go see a cardiothoracic surgeon again because I just was like in pain all the time it was just so uncomfortable and it kept getting worse and I had x-rays because she, and what my pediatrician had said is, you know, sometimes the, so when you have heart surgery, they like, you know, crack you open. So to like put you back together, they a lot of times use um, like wire. They wire, oh geez, they wire your sternum back together. So I had these like, I had four, and I still remember like very distinctive, it looked like twist ties. It looks like they, they like wrapped the, you know, wire around my sternum and twist tied it so it heals. So your sternum heals, the bone goes back together. And that point it was healed and I didn't have an infection or anything. So I saw the surgeon and he was like, yeah, I think one of them is turned a little bit. And I think that's like what's giving you discomfort. Um, so At what age was this? I was 17. 17. Okay. And so two days after Christmas, my senior year of high school, I had the wires taken out of my sternum, which was like an outpatient. I went home that day. <laughs> um, they cut the same exact incision yeah. and, um, it was like a gamble. My parents let me make the decision if I was going to have it or not because he was like, this could be it, but it might not. So it definitely... Oh my gosh, hold on. Wait, wait, wait. The, the doctor said that to you? This yeah. could be it? I mean, this could be what it is, but I, they didn't know. Oh, as in like this could be it like that. This could be like why like you're ha- why I'm having pain. Oh, I thought right. you meant like this could be it as in right. like you weren't going to come out of this surgery. Oh no, oh my gosh. Like, oh my gosh. No, I'm so sorry. So sorry. No, no, no. You he, say that I to mean, a it wasn't heart related at all. It was all thoracic. It was all like, you know, my my sternum wasn't like touched other than taking the wires out. Got it. Okay. But um yeah. And it I mean, it was painful. It wasn't as painful as my heart surgery was, obviously. But like immediately after, while I was healing, I kept having this like weird, um, like skin soreness kind of thing, like this weird feeling. And I went to Catholic high school, so we had to wear button down shirts and it was winter. So we wore a button down shirt and then a sweater over. And I remember I was always, I always wore like tank tops or a t-shirt underneath my button down shirt. And I remember always like having to like pull the shirt away because I couldn't stand anything like touching my chest. And Mm. it was just like so uncomfortable. And I kept missing school because I was just so uncomfortable. And my mom finally, um, oh, and in between those five years, I was like, I went to different doctors. One doctor was like, oh, some, you know, teenage girls just have chest pains and like maybe she has acid reflux. And I was like, what on earth? Like, Mm. My mom's like her. She just she had heart surgery. I don't. I don't think. I don't think it's <laughs> right. acid reflux. But, um, so my mom finally. I don't know how she thought to send me to a neurologist, and the neurologist. I'll never forget. Took, um, he took like a long, uh, like the cute long Q-tips, like the the wooden ones. I don't know what they're actually called, and he broke it, so it was like a pointy end, and he just like very gently ran it down one side of my scar and I like 
practically screamed. I was like, oh my God, stop doing that. And then he took a tissue and he twisted it and he just the very tip just like touched around my scar. And I was like, stop doing that. It was like nails on a chalkboard. It was so uncomfortable. And he was like, oh, she has neuralgia. Oh my God. So he explained it that like when you're cut from surgery or any, any cut, you wires go back together. It's like the pink wire goes to the pink wire. Yellow goes to yellow. And he's like, so your wires didn't go back correctly. Now you have oversensitivity. So, um, so that's why you're always pulling away yeah, the shirt. It was, just, it was so, so uncomfortable. uncomfortable. Oh, I had like, it was man. oversensitive. It was just so uncomfortable. They put me on an anti-inflammatory and, uh, Neurotin. I remember that name. Um, and oh my gosh, I, he forgot at some point in between seventh grade and 12th grade, I had costochondritis. Do you know what that is? No, what is Weightlifters sometimes get that. What's that? It's when the cartilage, like, in between your ribs will have, like, tears. Wow. Your ribs and your sternum will have tears. It's pretty uncomfortable. But weightlifters actually sometimes, very often, get that. Um, wow. I had that. Um, when I, like, right before I had the second surgery, when when I talked to the cardiothoracic surgeon about having he, he was, I, like, jokingly said, well, can I just like have plastic surgery too? And he was like, yeah, we can have a plastic surgeon, like close you all up. And, um, you know, we'll have, I'll call down right now. We could work together and we can just like make you not have a scar anymore. Cause like no other 17 year old had a giant pink, like warm looking scar. Right. And I remember sitting in my, the, again, <laughs> sitting next to my mom. Um, she always took me to my appointments. My dad was always there too. Um, and I was looking through a magazine. We were at the plastic surgeon's office. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to get like the lowest like drop neck dress for senior prom. Like I'm going to have a scar and I'm going to do this. And I remember like looking through magazines and the surgeon was like, okay, well, if you do this, you won't be able to do physical activity. This is the thinnest skin on your body, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, well, I can't do that. I take dance classes. I'm finally taking point class. Like I finally, I should have started five years ago. I'm finally taking point class this year. And he was like, no, 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 you can't take dance. If I do this, it's, you're going to ruin all the work I do. So I had to like decide again at 17, like, all right, am I going to have the surgery or not? My parents let me decide. Like they were like, this is up to you. Like, here's the pros and cons and then decide if I was going to try to have a revision done. And I didn't, wow. it's a good thing. Cause then I had a third surgery. <laughs> oh my God. So when we, wait, okay. So you had to make that decision at 17 mm-hmm. to whether or not you should get surgery to improve the, uh, the aesthetic of, yeah. of your, yeah. Like I was having the wires taken out. Do I have a plastic surgeon close it up? So it looks normal. normal. And I decided not to, I remember talking to my dance teacher about it. I was like, I'm finally taking point. Because I had, a, mm-hmm. I mean, I had so many other health issues my whole life that I just stopped and started dance all the time. So on top of the heart, you had other health issues that you were dealing with? I mean, yeah, just like random weird stuff that Man. happened when I was younger. I went through so much. Yeah. And then so there's a third surgery. There's a third surgery. What was that? So that was the junior year of college. I was 21. Um, so like those like three years was I a junior yeah I was a junior um those three years I just like had this like 
nerve pain. It was just so annoying. It was so annoying and so uncomfortable. And like my, just so many, it was just all the time. And like, if I had to like stay up all night to write a paper, I knew, okay, the next day I'll be able to go to class and that's all I'm going to be able to do because I'm going to have to lay in bed with like an ice pack and like, Mm. just like, just stupid stuff that of course no one my age was dealing with, like just being in pain. Um, and, and so finally I was like, I can't take this anymore. I went back to the same cardiothoracic surgeon and he was like, well, I actually have two other patients who were older than me at the time that I did this like kind of experimental procedure on because they had also had two surgeries, same incision, nerve damage, ridiculous amount of scar tissue. Like I scar so bad. Uh, I mean, I've been hypertrophic all these years. Like my scar never like went away. That's just how I scar. And, um, he's like, you know, you, you can try it. Like it's going to be really, really painful and it might be hard to recover from, but they're living really great lives. I actually talked to both of them. Like he gave me their, they were happy to contact me and I asked tons of questions. And again, my parents let me make the decision. Like, are you going to have this? And I was like, I'm sick of being in pain. I'm sick of this. Like, I'm just going to try it. I'm so sick of this. And I remember (laughs) the same surgery saying, you're going to feel like you were, you were hit by a Mack truck. Like, this is going to be a really hard surgery. And I was like, whatever. Like, I've already been through a lot. Why not, why not try it? And again, I remember waking up from that surgery and I, oh God, it's like almost like traumatizing still. I was like, what the hell did I sign up for? Why did I let them do this to me? This is not the pain I thought I was going to be in. And it was just like, it was traumatic. I was in the hospital for like six days with like, yeah it was it was so that was a sternal debridement and muscle flap reconstruction so they like scooped out all my old scar tissue they cauterized my nerves at my sternum so that I was numb so I'm still numb across my chest which I'm happy about like my scar is numb and they cut and moved my pecs to somewhere up here I don't know where oh my goodness I think to try to prevent more scar tissue from forming because I just, I mean, I had so much scar tissue. So. Oh my gosh. So that was at 21. It was 21. Whoa. So bring me to a uh, more recent time then. So you were going through all this and we met in uh, 2018. Mm-hmm. So in 2018, when you reached out, give, give me the mindset, give me the, the physical and the mental well-being of Louise mm, when we okay. first met. So 2018, um, I was already like starting my weight loss journey. I'd lost some weight and my nutritionist was like, (laughs) I will always credit her for this. She was like, you need to move more. You're 30 now. You got to move more. And I was like, oh my God, okay. Do I have to join a gym? Like I was taking dance classes again. Um, and I was doing like, uh, at, at home workouts and it just like, wasn't enough because I didn't know what to do. And I was I was never a gym goer. Like I was afraid to go to the gym. I gained a hundred pounds between college and grad school. So I was like in the process of getting that weight off. And I found Ben on better on Facebook. And I like stalked every single picture and video because I was absolutely terrified to go to a gym. Like I'm going to sweat and look fat and not know what to do. And I'm going to hurt my chest. Like my fear since I was 12 is that I'm going to hurt my chest. I mean, I'm 34. I'm still dealing with that. And I came, I came and I, I felt comfortable and I was nervous. The first time I was supposed to come, I've told you this, there was an ice storm and you had to close. And I was like, oh, thank God. Okay, I don't have to go tonight. (laughs) And I didn't want to go the next day, but I did. And I felt comfortable. And um, it was so interesting 
I mean, I still find it fascinating that I'm like one of the strong ones. Yeah, you are. (laughs) And I was never one of the strong ones. I wasn't physically fit. I didn't do sports. I danced, but I didn't do sports. I hated physical activity. And then I had all these health problems and all these surgeries. So like I was never like the fit strong one. And I have told you this story 400 times, but the very first few weeks I was here, you told me to go either from like a 5 to 10 or 10 to 15 pound dumbbell chest press. And I was like, no, Mm -hmm. I'm not doing that. And you were like, no, it's okay. I'm going to stand right behind you and you're not going to, I was like, I'm going to drop it. It's going to fall on my sternum. My sternum's going to crack. It's going to crack open again. Mm-hmm. And you were like, that's, that's literally not going to happen at all. I'm going to be right here. And I like, it was like literally almost like an out of body experience. Cause it was like 12 year old me was like, don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> like, it's going to hurt just as bad as that time you woke up from the surgery. Like you let them do that to you. Don't do it to now you're in control this time. Don't do it. Don't do it. And I did it. And I was like, oh my God, I did it. I did it and it didn't fall and I didn't hurt myself. And it was just like, that was like the moment that I was like, wait a minute, I can do this and I can do things and not hurt myself and not just keep going back to like, I'm the heart surgery kid. I'm not that kid anymore. Yeah, I saw the scar, but like, I'm not the heart surgery kid anymore. I'm Louise and I can lift heavy weights now. Yes. I love that. <laughs> yes. And it's been a journey ever since then too. Oh my like gosh. That first time. Cause I remember that experience too. And I said those things like, I'm going to spot you. I'm going to be right here. I'm not going to leave you. I will be by your side this whole time. And we're going to do it. And I think maybe even had like my hands on your wrist, just like to make sure that you knew that there was some security there, a little security blanket. I barely, I didn't help at all, but I probably just had my hands there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And did, then yeah. you went through and did it. And it was like this big moment. And then every time since then, it's anything that's been involving your chest, there's always been a little bit of doubt. Mm-hmm. Sometimes there's a little less, sometimes a little more, mm-hmm. depending on what we're doing, right? And with, and like how heavy things are and what the expectation is. Yeah. But you've always been able to step up to the challenge. And if you're not quite there, you know that you're going to work toward it. And that's yeah. something that I've always admired. Thank you. Is that even though you're not someone who has been an athlete in your life, was never, never. Listed, never lifted weights, like <laughs> no, never did never these did things. That. <laughs> Look at you now yeah. in, in 2021, you're doing these things that are that most people wouldn't, couldn't even imagine themselves doing, you're doing on a regular basis. Yeah. Yeah. And now I get mad if I have to like go down and wait. Like, yeah, oh man. I know. My shoulder's sore today. I can't, I can't mm-hmm. lift this. No. <laughs> Yeah. And there's still challenges that come up, right? So yeah. even though we've gotten past, we've worked through and we've moved on, but we haven't left it in the past, The your, your limitations with your chest, mental and physical. Mm-hmm. I think it's mostly mental. I think so too. Yeah. <laughs> because you've proven yourself time and time again that yeah, you're yeah, physically I, you're I there. Can lift, I can lift stuff. You so. can lift some heavy stuff. But you've been able to do it consistently and there have been challenges that have come up, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. let's talk about the things between 2018 and now. Mm-hmm. The challenges that you've had, even just just any any of them, anyone. Oh my gosh! The most recent, um, in the past, whatever it is. But I think it's important for your journey to show that as a self discovery journey for yourself, mm-hmm. what you what you went through and where you are now. Yeah. Oh my gosh! So many other things. I mean, I definitely struggle with body image issues, uh, with eating disordered eating. Um, my my nutritionist is the one that was like, "Hey, I think you need therapy," <laughs> and I was like. <laughs> I made it through all of that crap. What do I need therapy for? Like, I'm strong. Well, no, apparently all those experiences were pretty traumatic and it's stuck with me mentally and physically. So um, I I was diagnosed with PTSD, like shocker. I've had a lot of trauma and that has impacted me like 
my body image issues, I think, go back to like the issues I've had with my health. Like I was the sick kid and, and it's, you know, I'm working through that. Um, I'm, my shoulder has been hurting for the last like year and a half and I did PT. I'm pretty confident it's related to this, you know, the last surgery where they moved my, um, my pecs around and, Normally, I think this is what I just said to you last week, like normally because my shoulder, you know, my shoulders bother me. I can't lift very heavy today, whatever. Normally I'm like, oh my God, it's my surgeries again. He like, they'll never leave me alone. Why do I have to be this like different one? And I'm never like the, oh God, why'd you do this to me kind of person? But it's like, why can't I just be normal? Like, why do I have to keep revisiting this? Why does it, why do I have these issues like with my chest and anything like from my rib cage to my neck? And and I'm not like that anymore. Now it's like, all right, well, just figure out how to fix this instead of going back to like the traumatized child that, you know, is afraid that their chest is going to get hurt. Like I'm mm. not, that's not me anymore. I don't what was it that helped you make that shift? What you said to me. Um, what did you compared strength training to retirement savings yeah right is yeah, that what you said yeah yeah investments so investments yeah yes. we were so, talking about it you're yeah you're so with like wanting to go heavy yes and I whether, said, no, back off back off yep, like go down lower yep. whether you put in a dollar by just showing up or fifty dollars by going heavy you're still making an investment so that really helped me not go into that mindset of like oh my god i'm never going to be normal like what's normal yeah i don't know what normal is Everyone's normal is different too, yeah. which is something that I think a lot of people overlook, yeah. especially in fitness, because we're always surrounded oh, yeah. by, if you're working out in either a class or a small group like we do, or if you're working out at like a big box gym where you see everybody else around you, mm-hmm. or you're just someone who's on social media all the time and you see everyone else doing things, mm-hmm. we're always surrounded by all these external forces feeding into us. And unfortunately, what we see is what we usually think, and then what we usually think is what then plagues or can limit us or hold us back, or mm-hmm. maybe excel us, depending on what you're your input is. Yeah. But for you and for the people who are listening in, the, the analogy that you said that we had talked about was it was exactly that. You were struggling with the idea of having to go down and weight when you knew you could do way more than what we were doing. And I said, really simply, I said, I want you to think of lifting and strength training as your investment portfolio. Yeah. Think of that as your investment portfolio and think of fitness as a general, like, like cardio and everything else can be thought of as like your checking account, right? There's ins and outs all the time with your checking account. Mm-hmm. But the investment portfolio, no matter what you do, if you contribute a dollar mm-hmm. or $50 or, or $100, whatever yep. it is, yep. day in and day out, just a little bit, 50 cents even, mm-hmm. just a little contribution time by time mm-hmm. that will compound over time. So yeah. that way it's not like, oh, it's only 25 cents today. Like that 25 cents could very well turn into mm-hmm. so much more down the road and mm-hmm. contributing to what you've already been working on. Yeah, yeah. And I was sore after that. So I was like, oh, I guess I was working. <laughs> Even <laughs> yeah. if it felt like Well, you slowed it down and you're being yeah. more mindful of your movements, yeah. which, yep. which is always a key. And, yeah. and you've always done a really good job of that. Yeah. So, Louise, I mean, you have such an inspiring story because you've overcome not one surgery, not two surgeries, <laughs> but three surgeries. Yeah. And with all that you've also dealt with and you're still going through and working through the mental limitations that you have. Yeah. And working through. So with... Uh, with like your therapy experience and things like what were some of the biggest wins that you've, that you've uncovered for yourself? Um, well, I think, well, I feel like I should say the, what I realized last year. So during, which all goes in, plays into mental, um, during the pandemic, you guys did virtual the entire time. And my, my husband is, you know, a lineman for electric company. So 
in 2020, there was a lot of storms and he worked a ton of overtime. So I was home alone a lot and I don't really have the work structure where I was having like daily meetings with people, um, you know, like Zoom meetings with coworkers. It was like me. So I was in solitude. We have no kids. We have a cat. So it was like me and the cat all the time <laughs> for all of quarantine. And... But you, I mean, the Wednesday morning coffees were great. I always made sure I got up in time for that. Um, But I realized last year, oh my gosh, when I go on Zoom and see other humans at the gym and then I work out, my mood is so much better. Like I'm mentally better. And that was like a huge revelation for me because I was never like the exercise type. I was never like the fitness person. Yeah, dance school like helped me get through high school when I was like dealing with like pain and surgeries and all that. But I never realized until last year that I need to be physically active for my mental health. So now that I am in therapy and I'm like, I'm going to interrupt you. It's okay. What you just said was awesome. (laughs) Say that again, the physical part for your mental. I, I need to physically be active for my mental health. So good. Yeah. And the atmosphere that's here with, other humans is like, I need that. Like I am, I am a Pisces woman. And like, that is what I need. I need interaction with humans. And we have that here. And, um, so working through now that I'm in therapy and I'm going through like just fixing up these parts that I thought were not broken that I don't want to say broken, but they're, you know, just need some help. Right. Um, the gym, like physical activity is part of that. And, um, yeah, I have to keep coming to the gym. It keeps me sane. I never understood when people were like, oh, I, I have to go running so that I'm like balanced or I feel sane or I won't lose my mind. I'm like, oh my God, who, who wants to go running? <laughs> I know you're training for a marathon, but like I still, it's been three and a half years. I don't like running still, but, and I never will. And, but now it's like, oh, I get it. Like I do, I get it. It's insane. It's all connected. Mm-hmm. It's all connected. It is. It's yeah. so good. That's so good. I'm going to use this moment now. I'm going to do a little commercial. Okay. And we'll wrap it up. And I want you to think of something that you would say maybe to yourself um, or to someone who has suffered through surgeries mm-hmm. and who has never been in fitness, but mm-hmm. who knows that, and maybe they've heard of it or they've seen or they feel like fitness could be the answer they're looking for, but they've never experienced it because of whatever limitations they feel mentally or physically. I want you to put yourself in that sh- the shoes of that person because you've lived through it now mm-hmm. and you've gone through so much and you've accomplished so much, Elise, and you're Thank still you. on this journey. Like I know that you're still yeah. not satisfied because you want to keep moving forward. So I want you to think about what you say to that person. Okay. We'll do this commercial, then you're going to jump in and do it, okay? Okay. Cool. All right. All right. So hello, if you're hanging out with us on YouTube, hi, thanks so much for <laughs> hanging out with us. Make sure you swing by our YouTube channel, click the subscribe button. Give us a thumbs up on this video because Louise is amazing and because you like this one and you want to support the show. And then comment in the comment section below. Let us know what surgeries you've overcome and what struggles you've dealt with to overcome and move forward in your own fitness journey or wherever you are in life. And then if you're listening to this on podcast, whatever podcasting platform you're listening to, please make sure you give us a five-star review because that's how we're going to be able to help more people and change more lives by sharing these stories. If you don't think it's worth five stars, that's totally fine. Just send me an email at matt, M-A-T-T, at bentonbetter.com. And on that, I'm going to swing it back to Louise. Louise, end us on a positive note. End us on a, uh, on a Louise. I almost said Severis, but I want Louise I mean, McGinty. I still didn't change give my me last that, name. <laughs> give me that. Mm, give um, me that. Yeah, so if you are someone who has had health issues 
and surgeries. I thought that I was strong because I had experienced a lot. Uh, and not that I wasn't, but I never knew the physical strength that I had. And if you've already overcome surgeries or illness or just like really hard times, like you are already strong and, and having the component of knowing how physically strong you are is like a whole new level. It is just like, I'm, I'm not that sick kid anymore. I'm that strong woman at the gym now. Mm. And it's, it's gratifying. Mm. Yeah. So good. (laughs) So so good. Oh, bomb. Mm. Well, that wraps it up for today. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. You're awesome. You're awesome. We appreciate you. (laughs) We'll see you next time. Bye. That was so great. (laughs) You're so great.